everybody. Hey, Welcome back. Everybody. This is Welcome. the Stars Were Born podcast, starring With me, Carly Shepard. And me, Brenna. So we are doing things a little differently today. It might sound, the audio quality may not sound as amazing as it usually does. So if you are a first-time listener, it is not always this bad. Hopefully it yeah. doesn't sound terrible. And, and we might talk over each other a little more than usual because I'm not very good at seeing when Marley's going to speak on Zoom versus in person. So yes, we are on Zoom, first Zoom podcast, because yes. I have COVID. <laughs> it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. So I'm just happy I got it over with. Um, so the next three months are going to be nice and healthy for me. So I had one day of feeling bad. As you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, I got my booster on Wednesday and then I, I got COVID like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so like, why? The poor thing. Poor thing. But I'm over it. It's fine. You had like two days of feeling bad. I guess I, mean, like- I had one full day of booster. And I think honestly, I think the booster was worse than actual COVID. I'm not even being dramatic. You said that you had a pretty bad time on Saturday. Yeah, that was like my COVID. I just like, my symptoms were just like, I couldn't stretch out my body. I was so stiff. I like all the stretching I did, like it didn't help. Did you have like a body, a lot of like body aches too? Yeah. I was like, I had, cause it was, I, I'd been working out a lot, but like not any more than usual. And I was like, maybe I'm just like, my body's not used to like picking up as much weight as I usually do, but yeah, it was just COVID. Yeah. It was just COVID. <laughs> it, it was just COVID. <laughs> but good to know that, you know, you're in the up and up and you're doing better and now you got immunity for three months. So let's get it. Oh yeah. Let's Hell get it. I got that. Those antibodies plus the booster antibodies. They've made some kind of mutant situation in my body. <laughs> So the hair, so Harry Cron doesn't get to you. <laughs> Dude, I wish I could go. I'm still I upset know. about Coachella. I but know. I would probably be immune. <laughs> you had a big week this week. I had a big week. So first of all, like I said, I got the booster. Then I got COVID. Mainly just had symptoms on Saturday. Then on Monday, I had the most mercury retrograde moment or moments ever. If you didn't know, Mercury retrograde started on the 14th of January and it's going to February 3rd. I did a little Instagram post about it and we've also done an episode about it. So if you want more in depth, you can go back to episode 10 where we break it down. But as, as we know, Mercury retrograde is all about everything, transportation, everything, technology, communication, things like that. My car broke down. I was going to leave to go back to my house and my car wouldn't start and the battery died. Like I was, I tried to unlock it and it wouldn't even unlock. Like not, nothing was happening. I was like, Oh my God. And then my dad tried to like, what do you call it? Like hot wire it? Is that jumpstart it? Jumpstart it. Um, and it didn't work. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to call AAA and they were, they got here and, and they fixed it and we got a battery, but that was my first Mercury retrograde moment. Second Mercury retrograde moment uh, was just like setting up my tech situation because I just started a new boot camp for user experience design. Very exciting. I have to get a monitor and my computer and I have to hook them up together, which sounds very simple, but I could not figure out what cords to get. And I felt yeah. so bad because I couldn't go out to Staples. So I kept sending my parents out to Staples to get something and it was like the wrong thing. And then they oh had to God. go back and it was a mess, but we worked <laughs> it out. Oh my word. But you get, you have the boot camp, which is like such a huge deal. And it seems like you're having such a fun time with it. You're like crushing it. Yeah. It's, it's been fun so far. Two days in. So days we'll in. see how I feel. Like you're a being a UXer. I'm a UXer. UXer. So very, very excited. So the, the boot camp's going well. I'm two days in and now we're on zoom love it so, love it Brenna how's your week been my week's been good I mean it's been very anticlimactic as opposed to yours I'm just kind of here um we are finalizing a bunch of our wedding stuff this month it was kind of my goal that like we had everything planned for the wedding and like the last day that I want to have to do like most anything is January 31st. So I'm getting all the stuff finalized so that I can just like relax. Um, we purchased the save the dates, which is very exciting. Um, can't wait to send some for you. I send some out for you, um, Marley. And um, what else? I'm just happy that you're healthy. I am healthy, girl. I drink my green juice every day. I got my vitamin D. Yeah. I, what else could you ask for? Yeah. And um, another big thing is that I'm going to say yas to a dross on Friday. Yas to a dross. Yas to a dross, which is very exciting. Um, I'm so, I like, oh, I'm like fiending to see it. I, I'm honestly fiending to see it. And I'm so annoyed I can't. I'm sorry, Marley. <laughs> I don't and, know how I'm going to wait until November. Well, you'll just forget about it until then. I ha- that's the only way. That's the only, the only solution. Way. Only way. Um, and in the same kind of excitement, I finished 20 somethings. Is it 20 somethings in Austin or 20 somethings living in Austin? I thought it was of Austin. I don't think it matters. 20 somethings of Austin. I finished that yesterday and I kind of really want to talk about it because it's just like, so in my brain, but did you even like that show? Yeah, I think I thought it was really cute. Okay. You're supposed to be on it. Okay, this is a story time. All right, let me cough. <laughs> all right. So during the pandemic, I was on TikTok all the time, as we all were. And I and I passed by a casting director and she's like, hey guys, are you bored and you're a 20 something and you just want to up and move to Austin? And I'm like, maybe I do. Maybe. I don't know. And she's like, you should join our Netflix show. We're going to be shooting 20 somethings who live in Austin, who just moved to Austin. And I was like, I look at this and I'm like, girl, I have seen too hot to handle. I have seen like love Love is blind. blind. I've seen like all of these shows. 
that trick the contestants and they're hoodwinked and then they get there and then it's like a whole situation where it's like really bad. Yeah. So I, that's the first thought I thought of. I'm like, this, this is too good to be true. Like there's no, like what's the catch? There's gotta be a catch. Yeah. Like there's no way that it's just 20 somethings living in Austin. And it literally was, I was shook when I saw that on Netflix. I'm like, there's no catch. Are you serious? <laughs> But oh that's my, my story. I, I could have been on it. And I'm actually really upset that I didn't audition. I know. That would have been so fun. And I just like picture you actually really vibing with the cast. I know. I'm like, I, I'm already friends with all of them. I know. You're already friends with all of them. I yeah. thought about following a lot of them on Instagram yesterday. And I was like, do I really care that much to follow them? You got to care a lot to give them a follow. That's I, especially in my book. I feel like I am such an unfollower, like so quickly that I probably would have followed them for like a week and just been like, I'm over you. I but, know. I audit like my, Inst- the people I follow on Instagram all the time. I was so happy when Instagram added the like least interacted with. Mm-hmm. I go through that all the time. I'm just like. All like- of those are people from like my sorority and stuff that like, I feel bad on following. So I'm just kind of like. I'm just gonna like leave them here (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it there's a lot of like younger girls from my sorority and and that and I'm kind of like "Mm, we'll we'll talk about it in a couple months I know sometimes I'll just kind of go through and slowly like unfollow people that I'm like I will truly never talk to them again exactly but do you want to get into it we can talk about 20 somethings later yeah, we'll talk about in the pop culture section. Yeah. Um, for now, we still got the Instagram, TSWB pod, still posting content. We just did our Capricorn polls. So if you missed them, sorry, but we'll have our Aquarius polls coming up next season. Hopefully before um, Pisces season. <laughs> yeah, any season. And, you know, we update everyone on the stars in the sky, stars on the ground, obviously. Um, and then follow us. Rate us, review us on Apple, and now they have it on Spotify. Um, so if you go on Spotify, it's at the very top. There's a little star, and you can be one of the first to rate us, and then put us high on the charts, guys. Um, yeah, let's yeah. get up there. Call her daddy who? Call her daddy who? Joe Rogan who? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, well, we will see you guys for astrology. Hey everybody. Hey we are everybody. To talk about career plus astrology. What does it mean for you? Love That's it. our topic today. Brenna, are you excited? I'm so excited. Sorry, I'm so excited. I, I just thought that since like I it's technically not Capricorn season anymore. I think it's officially Aquarius season now. Mm-hmm. But it's still very 10th house vibes to be talking about our career I'm just it's very relevant to me right now because I'm switching my career so I've been thinking about it a lot 
Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really cool to look how astro- astrology can really show you what you might be good at, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um, and that can deal with your career. I also think that even if you don't, if you, even if you already know what you want to do, it's, it's kind of cool to look at your birth chart and see like your strengths and your weaknesses and kind of if you don't really know, if you're not very good at articulating that stuff about yourself, it's kind of cool to like almost build like a cover letter or like a resume around it and not say like, they're like, why should we hire you? And you shouldn't be like, oh, because I'm a Leo moon. You could be like, because I'm really passionate and like, I'm really organized and like, and then you can kind of say the traits about that. And then obviously like back it up. But like, I think that's kind of cool to think. Yeah. About. Oh, I agree. I I would love though, to interview someone one day and say, why should we hire you? And have them say, oh, cause I'm a Leo moon. I think, Honestly, I, would imme- I, think I would immediately hire them on the spot. <laughs> I, this, if I had a business, this is how I run it. I would, I'm the, in the application, I would ask for their whole birth chart. Oh yeah. Um, and if you don't understand how to make a birth chart, you're not hired. Like you're not well, even applying. We, we need like the Virgos to be the ones that do like all the detail oriented stuff. Yes. So then like to be the ones that are doing like the CEO, CFO, Mm -hmm. all those, we need the Capricorn. No, we need the Capricorns to be the CFOs, anything financial. Right. (laughs) And the, the Sages will have like the big ideas. Yeah. And then the Aries will just be like, go, go, go. Like the motivators, like doing things. And then the Tauruses will probably deal with like the money or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the Libras will like make everything look pretty and like do the design aspect and like the marketing maybe. And like, you could just fully like designate everyone where they need to go. Yeah. And the Scorpios would be HR. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> Cause everybody hates the HR. <laughs> That's so oh. <laughs> All right. Should we get into, um, so I've learned a new term, which is MC mid mid. I say mid heaven, but I think it might be mid haven. I don't know. I think it's mid heaven. Okay. Okay. Brenna, what did you interpret mid heaven to be at like? Well, so it goes through your 10th house, which is, um, what people think is what is best suited for your long-term careers. So if your mid heaven is in certain categories, certain categories, certain signs, it's what people decipher as what what should your long-term career path be? um, And how will you gain financial abundance? I love it. Um, yeah, Tim house is kind of associated with Capricorn while the sixth house is associated with Virgo and that it like, we still think of worker uh, as of Virgos is very like work, work oriented and that kind of thing, but they're more about the day to day, like get the job done and Capricorns are very much about like building an empire, building a business, like long-term, what do you want to be doing every day? That's like a career. A job is like, I'm going to work at McDonald's for like a few months, but like, obviously Virgos aren't going to be working at McDonald's, but you know, like they're more like day-to-day habitual kind of people, you know? Some Virgos might work at McDonald's. I mean, yeah, to each, to each your own. That's your prerogative, girl. (laughs) 
or boy or okay. non-binary. Girl is a, is a non-binary term for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's get into the different signs and what okay. your midheaven means in those signs. So, yeah. So if you are thinking about like, what do I want to do with my life? I don't know if I'm going in the right direction. The first thing I would check is your midheaven. Are you going in the right direction? So if you have an Aries midheaven, Aries is all about the self. So you might do better if you're working for yourself. Um, need, you need to be doing something that you actually are really passionate about and that you really love. Um, and something where you have the, and it doesn't even have to be like, you're your own boss, like very like MLM, but like you yeah. need to like kind of have the control or if it's a big company, like try to step up into a more of a leadership role. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What yeah. about Taurus Marley? Um, if you have a Taurus midheaven, I feel like Tauruses are like, they make things more stable. They make things more tangible to someone. Um, so that's kind of what I think of. I can't even think of an example of, of like making things more tangible, but like, I know I could, if I tried hard enough, <laughs> do you have, what about, like, what about like, um, like making things tangible. So having an idea and actually doing the work to make it like become reality. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Or like even something like I mean, I don't know if anyone would want to do this, but like doing something using your hands. So mm-hmm. like maybe an artist or a, a sculptor or even like a woodworker or like on construction or something would be like a good tourist midheaven. Or having um, like an Etsy shop. Yeah, anything creative, something like that. But also nurturing things. This is kind of Cancerian, um, nurturing people, nurturing things. Also anything luxury and like, having to do with finances and like just rich and beautiful and luxurious is very Taurus. So like dealing with like maybe a ju- working in a jewelry shop or working in a high-end clothing store or something like that, um, or anything to do with like relaxation. So like a spa, something like that, maybe you could be a masseuse or a travel consultant, a travel consultant. Yeah. Luxur- luxurious and relaxing mm-hmm. Love and it. entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment, just anything that's kind of, kind of relax you, um, is all about, about Taurus vibes. So Gemini, 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 um, what, what I thought of Gemini when I read about it is that, um, so Gemini is wanting to teach something. Would that be like, Mm -hmm. would people with the mid heaven in Gemini be like, teachers, professors, um, any sort of like, maybe like a mentor in a way. Yeah. Anything sharing knowledge, um, is very, very Gemini. Like they're all about words and ideas and sharing knowledge. So whether that be a teacher a professor, or just like all these people now are like creating their own course and selling it. So like, they're literally just like, getting knowledge from either themselves or like the internet and like monetizing it and people are paying they're paying like a lot of money for it so like it's definitely a thing um but they're able to like come up with like a million ideas and like people people love it so maybe even like being a business strategist because like they're always thinking and like how to market something well or like a consultant 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when people outsource consulting for businesses and jobs, I feel like a lot of those would probably be, um, have uh, the Midhaven and Gemini. Yeah. People are paying for your ideas. Yeah. I love that. So we kind of touched on, I feel like the, I feel like, um, what was it? Taurus and cancer have a little bit of an overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what they're both it- very nurturing signs. Um, if you have a cancer midheaven, definitely like taking care of people, nurturing people, um, helping to care for people. So that could be in the health field or it just could be like in any field in which you're helping them in some way. Um, also using your creativity in some way, using like maybe even your intuition in some way, because cancers are really intuitive. Um, maybe you're psychic. I don't know. Um, and also I think it's interesting because like cancers are all, they have to do with the home. So like maybe you're working from home and that could truly be like almost, oh, I mean, a lot of jobs work from home, not almost anything, but a lot of jobs work from home or maybe, you have a family business and cause cancers are all about the family. So like maybe you, you have a family business that's been passed down to you and that's just something that's natural for you to do. Yeah. And I was also thinking when I read about cancer, um, mid heavens that they, I just like pictured a social worker or like, mm-hmm. or like, what is a social worker? The one that goes into like foster foster yeah. homes. Yeah. That's like, that's what I pictured a social worker. I love that. Yeah. Cause they're helping people and like making sure that they have their own special shelter and their own special home. That's yeah. really cool. Or maybe like working for like a dog or cat shelter would be a very cancer. Like the SPCA. Yeah. Like an organizer that. of SPCA would be really very sweet. Which one are you? You're Pisces. I'm Pisces. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, what is Leo? Leo is all about yourself and your gifts and just coming from your inner light and like monetizing your inner light basically. So like you're a star girl. Um, (laughs) I I think of them as being like an entertainer, like any kind of entertainer, anything creative. Like when we talked about Leo season, they're all very creative and they're all like, can be very childlike. So like maybe even bringing out your inner child somehow, like maybe they're like a preschool teacher or like doing something with helping children. Um, huh. I was thinking maybe comedian. Definitely. Well, anything where you're visible is like yeah. very Leo. So if you're up on stage or if even if like you're on a very big online presence or like anything, like that's yeah. very Leo. Wow. I wish I could like look up everyone's mid-heaven. Me too. I think it'd be really cool. And like, just see if like, oh, like my favorite, like comedian is maybe like a Leo Midheaven or whatever. Um, So what does the Virgo Midheaven look like? Virgo people just want to help. They just want to fix things. They just want to help. Um, And obviously Virgo is associated with the sixth house, which is all about health. So first thing you think of is like healthcare workers, um, helping people, helping nurturing people, you know, that kind of thing, helping to fix their problems, whether that be health problems, physical health problems, or maybe mental health problems. Um, also just fixing problems in the world. Like 
this could be almost any job if you think about it hard enough, but like most jobs, you're just fixing a problem. Um, But Virgos love to fix problems um, and they're just improving systems and everything they do, they want to do it high quality and they're very like very attentive to detail. So anything that can be a little bit more detail oriented and not as big picture might be more associated with a Virgo midheaven. I love it. Um, and I feel like a lot of people probably know, well, most people who know anything about Libra realizes that it's all about balance and balancing things out, um, being a mediator, uh, making sure that you have connections with everyone and all the connections are important. So I always lean towards a lawyer mm-hmm. or obvious or, or a mediator, a mediator. or I would say like maybe even like a, like a couples therapist or yeah, something like that. But I don't know. What are your Uh, That's a great one, Brenna. I think couples therapist would be great. Marriage (laughs) counselor. Marriage counselor. Yeah. Yeah, I love love it. Um, I think of Libra as being like the most aesthetic sign. So like, I, I think it. that they would be a great designer, like in any store, it could be interior design, it could be fashion design, it could be UX design, it could be like so many kinds of design. Um, but like, they're really good at like looking at things and being like, this isn't right, this should be because they're balancing things out in a way. And even if it's like imbalanced, like actually they're, they're making it look nicer, they're making it you know, that kind of thing. So they're all about style, anything with culture, anything with style, um, just making things look more appealing to the eye is very Libra. Love that. Love that so much. Scorpio. 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 I think like since they're associated with the eight, <laughs> with the eighth <laughs> house, <laughs> like the eighth house is like the scary kind of witchy occult a house so like if you are into like that kind of witchy situation oh my gosh get into it you know like I don't know you could monetize it there's a million witches on TikTok right now that are like making a ton of money doing their tarot cards like people are making a ton of money from tarot cards right now um, like but you if you are into not Scorpio. into that kind of thing then uh, the eighth house is also all about like long-term investments in terms of money. So like you could be an investment kind of person. You could even be like a day trader, like a cryptocurrency expert. I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about that, but like managing people's money, maybe you're like a financial advisor, something like that. Um, Someone who's, who's selling metaverse real mm-hmm. estate. <laughs> yeah. And also Scorpios are all about like manipulating so like oh. I think that they would be good at like manipulating an audience with like doing marketing and like that kind of thing like manipulating who they want to manipulate to get what they want so mm-hmm. like I just think that's very marketing as someone who's not at all a Scorpio or has no Scorpio placements um I would like to switch manipulating to persuading persuading because I think manipulating has <laughs> a negative it does, but it doesn't have to be. We talked yeah. about this during Scorpio season. We're like, manipulation isn't always a bad thing. It's It'll end up making you successful in your everyday life, honestly. Yeah. Especially if you are a marketing or like a public relations person. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I know it's not your midheaven, but it is your sun sign. Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius. 
Um, I'm not a Midheaven Sag. Uh, I think this is kind of a cool one. It's kind of like the guru um, placement. Um, people just like want to know about your big ideas. It's it's kind of similar to Gemini. Gemini is more like the day-to-day ideas. Sagittarius is like the big truths of the world. Like people want to know about your teachings. Like Jesus probably had this placement if he had it, oh. you know, like. And like Gandhi. Gandhi, yeah, like the uh, the Buddha probably had this. Like all of the, the big gurus of the world had this. Um, people want to know about your teaching, your truth, your words, your message, and you you should be visible to a lot of people. People are gonna want to look up to you and like you know follow you in a way. I love that. My placement is next, but I do have a question, Marlon. Okay when we get into this, because I was looking at my chart and I know that we don't do like, you know, cusps or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But my midheaven is very, very, very close to the line. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if I could be a cusp, even though we're not supposed to have a cusp. You you're not a cusp girl. It's it's right here, girl. It's like right here and there's it's the other always one. on that line. It's literally always on that line. It's like right oh, okay. in between your ninth and your 10th. Okay, girl. Well, you're teaching me everything. Okay. Well, I'm a Capricorn. I'm you a Capricorn. Capricorn. And so, honestly, this is, this is pushing me forward to be even more than I thought I could be. I mean, I think I, when we talked about, um, Travis, if you will, which I don't really love that name, Travis and Courtney. I think we talked about their midheaven, and one of them had a Capricorn, or maybe an Aries midheaven. I don't know. We talked about one of them, one of their midheavens being Capricorn, and how like it it um, reflects in the other person. And I think that might be interesting for you and Karsten because obviously mm-hmm. he's a Capricorn, and you have a Capricorn midheaven. So like maybe. I don't know. Like I, I'm not an astrologer clearly, but yeah. I think that there's some connection there. Um, yeah. but I think Capricorn, we think of Capricorn midheaven, you think of like a business person in the most traditional sense. Um, something like since they're ruled by Saturn, it's something that is going to take a little bit of work, but once you get there, like you're going to be really, really successful, but they're not relying on luck or anything. They're just like putting in the hard work to get to where they are. Um, so and I could, I, I, not to pat myself on the back, but I do see that kind of in my day-to-day work because it is like, as probably with most of our friends, I have one of the more like traditional roles, like, yeah, it's in a nonprofit, but I work for like a very traditional nonprofit and I am like kind of putting on hats of like what a, you know, CFO would do and like that kind of stuff. So I do feel like even though I'm young, I do have a lot of executive roles. You do. Yeah. And I'm wearing all the hats, girl. I'm taking off one hat and putting on another, but um, I do think that it's like, I find a lot of joy in like, kind of the more, um, business side of what I do. And like, 
I do like having like a big goal and working towards it and like checking off the boxes and things like that. So I could see that, that I do have that placement. I could see it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, anything, it doesn't even have to be like the executive roles. Like, like I said, like a CEO or a COO might be good for a a Capricorn midheaven, but we were talking the umbrella and I'm like, you could be like a CEO that like works her way so much to the top that she doesn't have to do anything and just like sits back and has delegated everything. And like, by the time I'm 30, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's your, you officiate, like you're, you've gotten efficient with everything, you know? Yeah. No need to work if you don't have to. I know. Right. Delegate. Delegate, delegate. Um, Aquarius. Aquarius. Aquarii. Um, They are just so fun. Um, (laughs) They are thinking all about other people, about community. They're really good at bringing community together. Um, All about friendships, all about just people around them and their connections. So I think anything dealing with that would be good. Um, As well as we always think of Aquarius as like doing their own thing, doing the new thing, doing the most innovative thing. So like maybe they're more of a a little bit of an inventor and but either way like they're going to be doing something in like a brand new way that like we haven't thought about before um and yeah they're they're just getting things done that like in a fun new way which we love love that and like I can't even think of an example to be honest but like whoever's a pioneer of like anything new is probably an Aquarius midheaven yeah I could see that. Your placement is the last one. Pisces. 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 Um, I'm a Pisces midheaven. So I think this is one of the, the placements that makes me like very like spiritual woo-woo because Pisces are very like in head of them in clouds kind of people. And like, they're all about the dream state and the ethereal things that you can't, they're not really tangible and they're not really logical. Um, so you kind of like, you might be successful in things like through your vision, things that haven't really actually even manifested yet. Um, it could be more of like an actual, like you're uh, like, a psychic or just like you help a brand like show like you're like brand this is what you should be doing this is my vision for you you know and like then they're like okay cool so you're you might be something someone like that um believing in things that don't exist yet spiritual realms or if you're not really into that spiritual side of life and you have this you might just be more behind the scenes kind of person um, it could be TV shows. It could be just like work in general, like more be the UX designer. Yeah. Like a UX designer. Like they're very behind the scenes that like people don't like people don't think about being like a UX designer in their everyday life, but UX designers have done so much for their everyday life. So yeah. Love it. I love that. You're finding your place. Yeah. Very exciting. Love it. So that's the first thing since we just broke that all down. That's the first thing I would look at if you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. Second thing I would look at is your Mars. 
that is going to be how you tackle problems, how you approach conflict, that kind of thing. Um, and we kind of just broke down like basically all of the, um, like, you know, all the signs and we're not going to break down all the Mars signs today, but just kind of look at that and, and see that and you kind of understand the energy now of each. So you can might be able to figure out like, oh, if I have a Gemini Mars, I might be more someone to just like like say anything and like just words, words as daggers more than like someone who is, I don't know, like a Capricorn, like what we talked about last week is very much someone who is just going to like get things done um, and show rather than tell more like a Gemini would just be like telling you why they're better than you or, you know, fighting with their words instead of their actions. Um, I'm all over the board with mine. Mm-hmm. Brenna, what's your Mars? Leo. Okay. I'm a Capricorn MC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn Midheaven. I'm a Mars Leo or Leo Mars. How do you say that? Leo Mars. Mars. Leo Mars. And then I, my Mercury is Pisces. Ooh. So the third thing I would look at is your Mercury, which is how you communicate and how you think. I think this is really important in the work setting, obviously, how you communicate everyone, you know, communication is key for all workplace settings. Um, So it's important to understand how you communicate and then how people communicate with you. Um, So if you have like, I mean, I feel like Pisces, Mercury's probably get a pretty bad rep for like being kind of a little bit vague. Um, but you're, you always have, you also have Aries. So like you, you can be direct when you want to be. Um, Mm -hmm. and then obviously I would look at your sun and your moon and your rising as always. But if you, if you've heard this, uh, podcast before, hopefully, you know, your top three, and then I would look at where your sun or any prominent placement is what house it's in because what house it's in may be where you kind of want to go in life because my son is in my sixth house and when I got my first astrology reading they were like they said what do you do and I said I'm a dietitian and they said great that's perfect for you you're in the house your son is in the house of health because your sixth house is your house of health and routine and everything. So I'm like, great, I'm doing the right thing. But really it's just like, I just thought health and wellness was cool. And it's like a cool thing to research and think about and all that stuff. But it doesn't mean it has to be my whole career. I'm trying to find where mine are. Okay. I think my, I think my son, if that's what a son looks like is in my 12th. Your son is in your 12th? Yeah. Girl, you're very, very um, about the subconscious, about your dream state and your subconscious. Maybe you're like, maybe you should be like a, like a counselor therapist. I was told I'm very much an empath. So I feel like you would be so good at that. Now that I know that your son is in your 12th and that you're like the best listener ever. Oh, I've been told I should be a a school counselor but Mm -hmm. by multiple people but 
Man, a lot of people come to me for therapy advice and I'm going to start saying that'll be 250 after. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so expensive, dude. <laughs> but but I put up on the Instagram how to find your chart. So if you don't know yet, hopefully you know now how to find a good chart reading for yourself. That's not just CoStar because CoStar yeah. doesn't give you the actual circle, which we hate. Um, so I showed you guys how to do that. And I said, everybody send me your birth chart. If you want us to give you a little interpretation of what you should be doing with your life career wise. And one person responded. And it was Mary Alice. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to give our unprofessional opinion on what she should be doing. Just looking at her birth chart. I love it. I can't wait. I'm not an astrologer. So if any astrologers are listening, don't hate me, girl. I'm doing my best. This is all for fun. And we are professionally unprofessional. Yeah. All right. So I am. Molly's chart is really beautiful. Molly's is a very dear friend of both of ours. And she is actually hopefully going to be on the pod next week because we're going to be talking about Aquarius's. If she agrees, then you'll see her on the pod next week. Um, She has an Aquarius sun in her 10th house, an Aries moon in her 12th house, and she is a Gemini rising. So that is her top three really beautiful energy, very, um, very intense with the, with the Aries moon. Um, her mid heaven is in Aquarius. And I think this is very her because she is all about kind of like marching to the beat of her own drum in her own way. Like she always wants to be unique in some way. And like, doesn't mean that she's like this weird off the wall kind of indie girl. Cause she's not at all, but like, she just wants to like stand out in some cool, unique way. Um, and also I think she's really good at like bringing our friend group together. I think she's always in charge, good at like planning like vacations when we want to do that kind of stuff. She's always been the one that I look to. And I think Brenna does too about all that stuff. Um, So that's kind of what I think of her initially going through the rest of her chart. She has a Mercury in Aquarius in her ninth house, Saturn in Pisces in her 10th house. Now I wanted to talk about this real quick. I think this is interesting. We all... Everyone like in our age group has a Saturn Pisces. So we are slowly but surely approaching our <coughs> Saturn return, um, which is a little bit scary, but it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> but it's in house, which I think is super interesting because Saturn, when it returns, we'll do a whole Saturn return episode, but basically your Saturn return is where, when your Saturn returns to the exact same place it was when you were born. So a lot of things happen. It's basically like a big, huge growing up moment. And a lot of things shift if you haven't done the right steps to prepare for this. And it could be in a bad way, or it could be in a good way. Usually it's in a good way. It's just a big growing up step. Um, but you can kind of look at your, the house that Saturn is in to kind of figure out where these big life changes are, might occur the most. 
and hers is in the 10th house, which is the house of career. So I can see when Saturn approaches her, the return, I can see her making some really big shifts in her career. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. So let's see. I also, okay. So moving on, she has a Mars and Leo. Very cool. Very fiery. Um, and her 10th house is an Aquarius. So like, she's got to do something a little different with her career and her sixth house is in Libra, which I think is kind of cool. Cause it's very like, she's all about like looking good, looking fresh, keeping up with the trends, being mm-hmm. aesthetic, which is very Libra. Definitely. Um, okay. So what I got from all of this, Brenna, did you have any musings on her birth chart? No, you, this is the thing. You are the birth chart queen and you're so good at explaining it. So this is all you girl. Okay. So looking overall at her birth chart, I just think of her as like a very multi-hyphenate person. Like this is, this is not her right now, but like, this is your potential mold. Cause I know you're listening. This is your potential. I think of you as being a very multi-hyphenate person, like doing a million things, having your hand in a little bit of everything because you have that Gemini rising. So you can like adapt to kind of any situation and also doing fun, unique things because you're an Aquarius. Like you can kind of like do things that are a little bit different than what everyone else is doing. Um, switching between roles. And as long as you're passionate about everything, you're going to go really far because you got that Aries moon. So like, you're going to be able to be like, as long as I love what I'm doing and like, I'm excited about it, I'm going to be able to do all these things and like not lose steam, which is I love that. Um, I mean, she's always wanted to be an influencer. I think she would thrive as an influencer because her style is so cool. Like not even like just her style. It's like, She has amazing makeup. She has amazing clothes. She has such good style for like building her new house. Like everything she does, I would like, I think everyone would love to learn about on her Instagram stories or whatever she does. Like that would be so cool. I would love that for her. Um, I can see like, this is my, this is my vision for her. I want a new app to come out, something like TikTok or something where she's like the pioneer of it. You know, like she's like the Charlie D'Amelio of the next new, new thing. Love that. Because like, that's very Aquarius, you know, like being the pioneer of something and like being more of an innovator, that kind of thing. Um, like I said before, I think she's a really good planner. So I think she should continue with like maybe doing a side hustle or maybe like even more of a big hustle being some kind of planner. And I know she doesn't want to be more like a weekend kind of planner person, but like more of like a day-to-day planner, which she kind of does already, but like something a little bit like more off the wall than what she's doing. So like planning. What do you think, Brenna? Well, she went to college for planning. She Mm -hmm. went, which we both know. Um, And I think that that was really a great career path for her I understand not wanting to do like the whole um like weekend planning and like wedding planning and things like that even though that would be fun and she would do really good with that she doesn't want to give up her weekends I wouldn't either but I do think that she could find a really cool corporate planning position that is more like 
out there than like, you know, like when you hear corporate, you hear like boring suits, like things like that, where I think that there are a lot of cool, like startup companies in our area that kind of want someone who's going to plan like in-house socials and like Mm -hmm. things like that, um, plan things for their companies to be doing so that like everyone's meeting each other and that kind of stuff. So I, I do think like she could find a really cool planning job that is like more out there than just like a corporate planner. Right. I, I totally agree. I think there's so many cool things that, especially with like those big companies, once COVID kind of settles down, hopefully, yeah. um, then we'll, I think that these big, cool companies, I just think of the tech companies like being like the cream of the crop when it comes to like just cool things that they're doing and they're pioneering. Um, just like retreats, you know, like planning a retreat for something like, I don't know. And then like, also what I thought of when this wouldn't be like in Richmond, but like she would do so well at like a big fashion company or like doing something like that planning the events for them or like planning yeah. for some kind of design company would be really cool for her. I like honestly picture like, you know, those Bumble events mm-hmm. or like, you know how like they have those events that they invite influencers to come to. I could see her being the event planner for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a big name company. Yeah. And, and then like, she's the girl that like the influencers come in and they're like, and she's like, are you on the list? And they're, and, yeah. and like, that's her. Yeah. And she's like the one who has to take like, like someone like hands her like a phone is like, will you take a picture of me and Oprah? And yes. she's like, yeah, you're one of like 50 other people who've asked me to do that. You know oh what I mean? God. So good. Malls, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> I think that's really like the summary of what I had. Did you have anything to add? Um, I mean, I think kind of what you were saying with her potentially being an influencer. Um, I think that her Libra in her sixth house, like what we were saying, um, I think that would really help her and benefit and benefit her if she's like trying to do like even like TikToks for makeup, which I know she was doing at, at some points during the pandemic. Um, and like, you know, just becoming a, a becoming an Instagram influencer with like her design aesthetic, with all that stuff. I think that it would be really cool. So I hope she like does that at least, even if it's like a micro. Yeah, I know. Because so many brands are looking for micro influencers right now. That's That's where the money is. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, Malls, I'm so excited for you. And these don't even have to be her career. These could be her passion projects if she wants. Passion projects. Passion (laughs) projects. I kind of hate that word. I hate, it's it's like one of those um, trigger words for me. Passion (laughs) project. (laughs) What, stop, like, please. Passion project. All right. All right. That about wraps up astrology. I hope you got something out of it and we will move on to pop culture. Ready for pop culture, Marley? I'm so ready, Bruno. All right. Okay, everybody. 
Are you all ready for some cool pop culture? Hot girl pop culture. Hot girl pop culture. We got a little bit of everything for you, which is a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) First on the agenda, I have every other TikTok I've been getting is euphoria. I mean, same. I don't even watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I'm inundated with euphoria and I can't get enough of it. I think they're hilarious. I think the what the one TikTok that everybody's doing is like, where is your uniform when yeah. when you show up to Euphoria High School and they're dressed normally and they have to go back and they're then they're dressed with like nothing on, barely like a little string or something. I've I've seen I keep getting the teachers at Euphoria High, and I, I have legitimately not seen a single episode of this, but I kind of know what it's about. But it's like teachers at Euphoria High, and it's like okay, I'm going to leave this room. Do not have sex while I'm gone. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's so crazy. It's like, what are, you, are those Tic Tacs? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Everything not- is like, can I snort it? Yeah. So we, I, was like, could, I, I was telling Karsten the other day, we were, we were talking about Euphoria and I was like, should we start watching it? And I was like, eh, I don't really feel like it. Um, I was like, I had such a different experience in in high school. Everyone imagine. Yeah, it was a complete uh, 180 from what our experience was in high school. (laughs) But I love watching it. (laughs) Well, so you're going to do a really fun thing about euphoria. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, Brenna, I really wish you had watched it. um, So you can kind of weigh in with me. I might do Instagram polls on this, but first of all, um, we just wanted to mention how obsessed everyone on the internet is with Euphoria right now. Um, Second of all, I don't know if you know Dominique Fike. He is a musician and he is a new character on season two. He's really cute, like really cute. He has a little tattoo on like right by his eye. I'm like, oh my God, who would have thought that like a guy like that is so cute. Um, him and Hunter Schaefer, who plays Jules, um, have been spotting holding hands, a little budding romance. I love, that. I love that. And so. I heard a rumor that um, Tom Holland mm-hmm. may have a cameo. <gasps> Oh my God. I cannot wait. I cannot yeah. wait. That'd be exciting, right? That will be, that will ruin the internet. <laughs> it really will. Spider-Man already did. So might as well throw a euphoria in there. Spider-Man died? No, not Spider-Man. Spider- I said Spider-Man already killed the internet <laughs> because of, because of Zendaya and him. I'm like, Bruno, you just ruined Zendaya. the ending. <laughs> what? Zendaya or Zendaya. I say Zendaya. Okay, Zendaya. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, let's get into it. I just wanted to guess their zodiac signs. So if anybody watches this, you can weigh in, DM me, or maybe I'll put up polls and see what you, we guys, us, us collectively think. Um, I'll put up two um, signs that like, I think they both could maybe embody and then you could vote on them. So first I have Cassie. I think she is so obvious to me. That's why I put her first. Brenna, if you don't know these people, you should pull them up just to like know who I'm talking oh, yes. about. Um, I don't like faces. 
Okay, Cassie is the girl, the actor with the huge boobs. Got it. Uh, Sweeney, something Sweeney. Um, anyway, she is a Libra, a hundred percent, and this is why she is obsessed with people loving her. She's obsessed with it. She can't get enough of it. She needs love, and she's really, really hot. So, like, just Libra energy in general. I'm gonna run through these pretty fast. Second off, Maddie. Maddie is like the bad bitch, like the head bitch in charge. Um, she's so put together. Like, I think she's a Virgo because she's so intentional about what she does. She's very judgmental and she's very intentional about like every detail of what she's wearing. So I think she's a very Virgo, but I also think she has Leo tendencies. So I think she's a Leo moon because she's like very passionate, very much about herself, very dramatic but more in like a moon sense, more in an emotional sense. Um, what? I'm just saying that you're the next person that you have. I know him and I, you are absolutely right about that. Nate, yes. everyone on the internet hates him and in good reason. He is the worst character to ever exist, ever. Like ever. he is, he, I hate him with a burning passion. He oh, is- God awful he's just like a bad guy like he I just look at him I'm like there are people real people out there that are like him and it makes me so sad yeah Nate did I say Nate Nate aka played by Jacob Alorgi yeah Alordi Alordi um really hot guy but like terrible terrible person um I say he's a Leo yeah yeah. Sorry, Leos of the world. Not all of you are like this. He's just so prideful and like possessive and like fiery and just kind of an asshole. So, yeah, I could see that because I've, I've read some things about his character in this and just like some little spoilers that I saw from the first, um, from the first season <laughs> and he's very Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next is Rue, aka Zendaya. She is like this druggy girl, keeps going back to the drugs, can't help it, doesn't really care about anything, just living her life, here to have fun. So I said Sag because she's like main character energy. And I think Sages are main characters. <laughs> and she's kind of like, I don't care about the rules. Um, very escapist, which is, could be very Pisces as well, but I think it's more, it's less in a dreamy way than what Pisces is. She's still like kind of down to earth and like very like realist, but like not, she's just very into drugs, to be honest. Do you not see her being a little bit Aries? Um, I don't think she's as fiery as what an Aries would be. I think she's very chill. Got it. Okay. Um, Kat is, um, she hasn't had a ton of screen time this season yet, but I think she will. Um, last season, she was all about making a buck in any scenario possible. So I say Capricorn, all about making a buck. She did, she was a mirror. She was a cam girly and like, she did it all. So I say Capricorn. (laughs) She did it all. (laughs) And she did it while being filmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jules is um, the new girl 
in the first season. She's the blonde girl who's Hunter, Hunter Schaefer, who's, um, she's the one with the love interest with Dominique Fike. Um, she is just very Aquarius Pisces energy to me. I kind of am leaning towards Aquarius because like she's very much like does her own thing. She came in as the new girl in school and she was kind of like alienated. Um, and she just kind of like marches to the beat of her own drum. Like she's, she has like really cool makeup, really cool outfits. I mean, they all do because it's euphoria, but like, I just think she's very, very unique. Yeah. She's one of the only, I mean, I, I recognize all the people from this show, but she is one of the ones that I think this was obviously her like breakout role and like I think this is going to like make her huge. Yeah, it's gonna blast her into fame. Yeah. It already so, has. That's cool. Yeah. So well, let me know if you agree with me, cool. listeners. And that. yeah, let's move on to the next topic. I I agree with you on this. You do? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> you've seen all of it. I've seen all of it, honestly. At this point, I, I saw one scene where where Rue was rollerblading with Jules from the first mm-hmm. season. So I pretty much seen the whole thing, right? Love it. Yeah, you have. Um, so with our next topic, we are talking about good old Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. And right before we started recording, actually, more came out. Britney has been just on her Instagram. Girl. Girl. It has been a back and forth with, with her and her dear, or she, I think she calls her, her sister in the new one, dear child or something. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Brenna, update me with everything. I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. So um, pretty much. So right now you probably have heard about this, but Jamie Lynn, after asking Brittany to not like post about, you know, their their inside family world and like all of their, all the stuff that's gone on in their family. Jamie Lynn has, is now promoting a new memoir that she is. It's like a pretty much a tell all book called things I should have said. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Brittany is not happy with that. And um, in a recent Instagram post, actually it was partially, I believe two days ago or yesterday. And today Brittany called out both Jamie Lynn and her mother for their behavior when she broke up with Justin Timberlake. And she said, yeah, all the way back then. And she said that she (laughs) was like in 2000. She wished she would have slapped them. She said that on slapped Jamie Lynn and her mom. She said, I wish I could go back and slap, like slap them. (gasps) Oh my God. He said, quote, I'm sorry, Jamie Lynn. I wasn't strong enough to do what I should have done. Slapped you and mama right across your effing faces. Wait, what did they do? I want to know what they did. So she kind of talks about um, how Jamie Lynn. So this is also all kind of crazy because I'm taking from an Instagram post that a lot of it doesn't really make sense. It goes very like up and down, back mm-hmm. and forth, to and from, like, and it's like, Britney, girl, girl, let's girl. sit down. Let's type this out and have it make sense. But 
Um, so pretty much what she says is that Jamie Lynn was always pampered by her mom and just like pretty much coddled and let do whatever she wants while Brittany was, was like forced to work crazy work hours, like no life balance and was force fed certain things. So like Jamie could have, Jamie Lynn could have whatever that she wanted for dinner, but Brittany had to have this like chocolate milkshake every day for dinner, which was obviously like a, like a protein, protein slash like, you know, weight loss shake or whatever. Um, she further talked about, um, that she never received the kind of support that she would have needed from a family unit. Um, she said that quote, which was, you know, one of my favorites from the Instagram, which is, I'm sorry, Jamie Lynn. I was, I wasn't strong enough to do what I should have done. Slapped you a mama right across your effing faces. And then my other favorite quote was, I would have popped the S-H-I-T out of your little ass. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So um, four hours mama. ago, she posted, she posted another Instagram. Um, and she said, after the breakup with Justin Timberlake, she came home for a little bit. And it was like, she was a ghost in their house. No one talked to the, not, no one talked to her. Um, and Jamie Lynn and her friends would quote, no longer play with her. Like she's acting as if like, but she was acting as if she was like really, really young, which I think mm-hmm. she was like 18 to 20 mm-hmm. when that was happening. But Jamie Lynn was 12. So she's like, your friends would no longer play with me. And after the breakup, um, all of her friends dyed their hair to look like Christina Aguilera, which at the time was Britney Spears's, mm-hmm. you know, like rival. So if you, yeah. So Britney, when she was eighteen, said that Jamie Lynn's friends, who were twelve, wouldn't play with her. Yeah, like wouldn't play with her. Like when she came home, no one talked to her everyone kind of like ignored her. And she said that Jamie Lynn shut her out when, um, when Brittany would have needed a sister the most. I mean, that's sad, but like what 18 year old wants to hang out with like a 12 year old. Yeah. Like sister's friend, you know? So here's my, here's my thing though, with that one, I think that Brittany's, Brittany's in kind of a situation where she's like, I didn't have anyone like I wanted to come home and be with my sister and hang out with, and you know, she was, she wasn't able to have a normal life where like she had friends back home. So like her sister was like that person for her and she probably got to hang out with Jamie Lynn's friends. So even though there was a big age difference, I think that she was like, I don't think that it was necessarily like the, oh, I wanted to hang out with you. It was more like, I didn't have anyone to hang out with. And when Mm -hmm. I wanted to like, have someone there and be with people I was shut out Mm -hmm. I mean that's really sad all a whole bunch of craziness and (coughs) supposedly she is now Brittany I keep saying she but Brittany is now trying to seek legal action against Jamie Lynn I'm wondering if, if it's for like defamation I'm wondering if it's for like harassment or something hasn't Brittany been through enough with the legal system yeah like well also like Jamie Lynn girl I know you're going to probably making millions from this book but bad taste 
bad taste but honestly on both of their parts like why are they bringing this to the public why is Brittany why are they fighting <laughs> I mean I understand like it was like not a good look for Jamie to like be mean to her sister but like it was literally 20 years ago like why are we bringing this up like I want to show you <laughs> Britney Spears this was what the post looked like so this was the first picture it was a picture of like hot chocolate <laughs> what okay Britney like, Spears okay and then you scroll and it's literally I don't know if you can see that oh, words. it's literally <laughs> note after note after note after note just like being and like oh my god it was like hello does a 12 year old land in nickel how does a 12 year old land a nickelodeon show hmm well i never got my iced chocolate drink <laughs> growing up oh. right but then maybe i might need a little support it was all over people magazine cover like all of this all of this doesn't make any sense like you have to like decipher it yeah it's coded it's crazy that is insane and honestly I thought when we when we had the big celebration of Britney is free I honestly thought that that would be the last we would talk about Britney I well I said it but I was worried to say it and now I'm glad I said it I think going from complete conservatorship to complete freedom was not it for Britney. Mm -hmm. She has been so monitored for her whole life. And that like, it needed to be kind of like a stepping, a Mm -hmm. step down. You know how like going back to that show, Dope Sick, not, not that we talked at all. Or Euphoria. Or you. You know how you get on, you get addicted to a drug. Mm-hmm. You gotta be kind of weaned off of that right. drug. So Britney Spears was so used to being monitored and not having any freedom. She kind of should have been weaned off to be to full freedom. Yeah, but I think people would have rioted. I know, but I think and and but to begin with though, she didn't even ask for full freedom she asked for someone that she trusted and loved to be in charge of the conservatorship she didn't even ask for the conservatorship to be gone so I think that it would have been smart to maybe get someone who is an ally of Brittany to be a part of that and slowly make her like you know rejoin society because she hasn't been a part of it for so long Mm -hmm. so I don't know but hopefully Hopefully Thanksgiving's not awkward for the Spears family. Girl, I'm sure it was last year and it will again this year. (laughs) I can't imagine that they even have Thanksgiving together. Like their family just seems so toxic. I know. You're toxic. Anyway. Okay, Marlene. I have come up with 21 questions from the internet. Oh boy, I cannot wait. Pop culture to ask you to see if you really have some pop culture knowledge. I'm good at music. I'm really bad at movies. And if it's a TV show I haven't seen, then I'm going to be bad at that too. Well, I try to like make it so that not that, so like, you know, most of them, but okay. there's not really much music. I mean, there is some music. So we're going to okay, get started. I'm ready. Number one, 
What are the questions? Oh, sorry. What are the names of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West kids? Northwest, Saint, Chicago, Praise, Praise, Palm, Psalm, 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 Psalm. <laughs> Praise, and Praise, Psalm. Is that all of them? Good job. Okay. Um, okay. Question two. What is Joe Exotic's actual name? I have no idea. Joe. If you told me, I would know, but I don't know. See, I didn't know this. Okay. Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. I remember Maldonado from that, from the show. I didn't. I don't think I would have gotten that. Okay. How many kids does Angelina Jolie have? I don't know. Like eight? Six. Okay. I'm going to guess you can't name them. Uh, One of them is Maddox. One of them is Shiloh. Shiloh. Shiloh? Yes. That's the only two I know. There's Pax, Sahara, Knox, and Vivian. Okay, cute. Um. Who did Forbes name the youngest self-made billionaire ever in 2019? Kylie Jenner. Good job. Ding, ding, Thank ding. You. You're welcome. Um, what or who was the first bachelorette in 2003? You know this because I like, say I really I don't. I really don't. And Julie is her name all the time. What did you say? Julie. No, Trista. Oh, okay. Um, who does Michael Scott hit with the company property? A hit hit Meredith. with a car. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meredith Palmer. Good job. Um, this one I just think is a really interesting tidbit. I don't mm-hmm. think either of us watched this show. What modern day item made a cameo in the final season of Game of Thrones? Girl, I have no idea, like an iPhone or something. Starbucks cup. Why was it in there? I don't know, girl. Isn't that crazy, though? That is weird. Um, This one is super interesting. Am I going to know it? Maybe. Troy Bolton's dad in High School Musical is the brother-in-law of which famous actress in real life? How how am I supposed to know that? Can you take a wild guess? Where would I know her from? Mm, she's like a pretty big deal. She's blonde. And Gwyneth Paltrow. No, Blake Lively, but close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was the first non-English language film to win Best Picture at the Oscars? think about it I know this one parasite good job ding 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 um according to Forbes who was the highest paid actress in 2019 actress this one's Jennifer Lawrence you said Jennifer Lawrence um I don't 
Scarlett Johansson. You okay. got to think of Marvel. Which They're one? always the highest paid. Um, which pop star is the godmother of both of Elton John's sons? <laughs> this is so hard. Brenna, I thought you this would be easy. No, no, um, they're not they're not supposed to be easy. Cause I want people to take these and be like, oh my god, that's such a good like thing to just blurt out. Elton John. Are is are they or is this pop star around Elton John's age? No, not, no, oh. not around Elton John's name age. Very big. Very big. Um I was gonna say Madonna. No. Younger. Mm, like Beyonce? I don't I feel like they, they wouldn't know each other though. Like Ariana. She's Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Okay, that makes sense. Does that make sense? I it don't does know. Make sense. Okay. Um, what is Rihanna's real name? Robin Finty. Ding 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 ding. Yum. I thought that this was really good because it was TikTok and I had no idea. So who created the viral renegade dance on TikTok? I know who she is. I don't know her name. Jala Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. Her. <laughs> her. Did you watch Sex in the City? Mm, not enough that I would know anything. Okay. I'm not going to answer that. I asked that question then. Um, who is the oldest Kardashian sister? Courtney. Good job. Good job, Stormy. Courtney. Jennifer Lopez has been engaged five times. <gasps> you can you name three of her fiancés? Mark Antony. Yes. J Rod. Yes. Okay. It's um, A Rod. It's A Rod. Not J Rod. <laughs> I said J Rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, a rod and Ben Affleck. Good job. I don't know. I could not tell you anything else. Uh, that's why I gave you three. The other ones were Chris Judd and Ohana Noah, which I had no mm. idea who that was. Don't know who that is. Um, after 15 years being off of Friends, Jennifer Aniston made her return to TV on what show? I was I thought you were gonna say what commercial and I was gonna say Avino Avino <laughs> Avino <laughs> no. um what show is it a show that I've that I would know yes because it was really really big it was on Apple TV I don't know any of an Apple TV besides Ted Lasso it was the morning show I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, that is literally the only television show she is simply on right now. Okay, well, I don't even know what that is. Okay, Taylor Swift made her acting de- debut in what movie? You gotta know this one. Valentine's Day. Good job. Um, which artist made history in 2020 as the youngest winner of the Grammy's four main categories? This is music. Okay, wait, what? That was a broad question. Which 2020, read it again. Okay, so which artist 
made history in 2020. So it was in the, I was at the 2020 Grammys as the youngest winner of the four main categories. So think about someone who swept all of the Grammys in 2020. Youngest. I want to say Billie Eilish. You're right. Okay. Good job. Oh. I feel like you need to be more excited about that. <laughs> um, and last question. Chris Kardashian, or no, not Chris Kardashian. Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys were married for how many days? Uh, 52. 72. Ah, I got the two right. I got the two right. That, those are my questions. <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to do that to you next time, Brenna. I love it. I love trivia. Trivia is like my favorite thing. So. I love it too. I don't want to be copying Chicks in the Office, but I love a trivia game. I know. Well, we're not having people uh, beat us. No. And I don't think different. I would do very well. I think I would. I would do well in music. I wouldn't do well in anything else. See, I would do well, I think, on most things besides like euphoria. <laughs> and 13 reasons why oh I'm not, yeah that's not a good show either but I think you should try to invest in euphoria I think it's fun because then you really get the references on tiktok and you're like lol I love it I'm just so glad that you watched Ted Lasso so now you get some of those references I do but I there there wasn't a ton of references that happened I I understand the little pink box with the biscuits now but that's really all there is well that's because you weren't on Ted Lasso TikTok when it was big okay yeah oh well around around Halloween is when that happens okay for people to dress up like him yeah that was fun. It was so fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the epi. It was a nice little thing we just kind of threw together. Next week, I'm going to plan a little bit better because I've just been very busy. And it's the start of Aquarius season. So we will have our little Aquarius guest and we'll be doing all things Aquarius next next time. I'm really excited. I for love that. it. I love Aquarius season. Me too. And I Anything just love I just can't wait to be back in person. I think that being in person is just much better than Zoom. But I love seeing your bright, shiny face. Definitely. I am so excited to give you the biggest hug. Love you. I love you so much. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. And when you look up at the stars, think of us. Bye.